Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter one, Arjuna Vishad Yoga, Yoga of Arjuna's grip. So far, in chapter one, we have seen that Arjuna was very confident before declaration of the war, and he was anxious to get started. But then when he decided to look at the situation in its entirety, we have seen that he started melting down. So we have seen the Arjuna's meltdown in this chapter. By the sheer enormity of the task and the consequences of the task, we work all of our life to achieve something. Then comes a defining moment in our life. Now that defining moment, how we behave, will determine the outcome of what we achieve in life. In Gujarat, there is saying that Gaurav Dasarane Divasaj Nadoda, you know that a horse who has been preparing all year for the race, which is supposed to be on Dasera day, I think in olden times. He was doing very well in practice, but he doesn't run on that race day. So, so it's a defining moment for Arjuna. They have suffered through all the cruelties and injustices, and now came the time for him to fight against that. But just looking at the enormity of the task, he realized that he is not prepared for it. So the first we have seen that he breaks down in his mental attitude. And then he starts justifying why this task is not for him. So the first his argument was, by killing our relatives, we are going to incur sin. That there is no really good going to come out of this war because we are fighting against our own people. Uh, we will be fighting against our own uncles and our own teachers, our own grandparents and our in-laws. So what is the point in it? For whom we desire this kingdom? We work hard in our life for the people in our family. But if those people in our family are standing against each other and they are ready to destroy each other, what is the point in gaining anything? So that was the first argument. What is the point of fighting this war to get this kingdom? Because for those for whom we are fighting this are ready here to sacrifice their own lives and everything they have on both sides. So he doesn't see really a good outcome. He says, Nimittani me pasyani, viparitani. I see bad omen that nothing good is going to come out of it. And then he said, not only that nothing good is going to come out, but Killing our own people is a sin, even though they are felons, even though they are criminals. So till the time he was seeing the world black and white, there was not much issue. He saw Kauravas as real people, and on his side, the good people, there was not really much problem. He wanted to go eliminate all the evil in this world. But when he saw that evil is not pure evil, and good is not pure good, this is what we face in life. Situations we encounter are not black and white. They are not cleanly divided between good and bad. 
everything in life comes with its own side effects. So any medicine you take is not purely killing the disease, but it will also kill something good in you. So the decision to take is whether the side effects are more important or curing the disease is more important. You take chemotherapy, obviously there are side effects, but you have to to persevere the side effects to kill the disease. So Arjuna is missing that point here. So he's trying to make his argument why this war should not be fought and let those criminals continue doing their criminal acts because they are our relatives. That was his first false argument. If there were other people, not my relatives, I would have no problem getting rid of them. But because they are my relatives, I think it's a sin. Even that argument did not make much impression on Krishna because he was looking for Krishna's validation that his argument is correct, we shouldn't be fighting this war. But he comes to the point that he had already made up his mind. So in verse 37 we have seen that he said, Tasmat, therefore we shall not fight this war. He has already made up his mind. Previously he made an argument saying, I can't stand, I think I'm seeing bad omens, but now he said, I have made up my mind, I do not want to fight this war, and we should not fight. Not only I should not fight, we should not fight this war. Because there is nothing good is going to come out of it. Killing our people is sin. That argument did not make any impression on Krishna, so he continued in his argument saying, Kulakshaye pranasyanti kuladharmaha sanatanaha. By killing these people, we will be killing the family units. By fighting this war, we'll be killing the head of the family in each family. And once that head of the family is destroyed, the family will be destroyed. These people on the other side, they're not realizing this, that this is the greatest scene to destroy families. But at least we are wise enough to realize the value of family unit. And therefore, we should not be committing this sin. So what we are seeing here is the social structure at the time. The family was the unit of the society at the time and the family was not as we see family now. Always a joint family coming from generation to generation living together and passing on their values from one generation to another. There's always an older generation available to give guidance to the next generation and to enforce the values and the discipline on the second generation. So he said that lineage will be broken. Swamiji then points out here that the family unit changed it from a joint family to a couple, husband and wife. So this was probably Swamiji wrote in 50s and 60s. In our time now, that's not a family anymore, or that's not the unit of the society anymore. The unit of the society now is an individual. Therefore, individual rights, what we are more concerned about in our modern time. Previously, we have seen a couple's rights were more important. And even today, we are fighting about who is considered a couple and who gets the inheritance. But in those days, in Arjuna's time, the family unit was most important. Where not one generation, but generations have lived together with each other and passed on their values. They say when you destroy that lineage, 
of people living together in a family, then there will be disaster in the society because you're destroying the unit of the society. And whoever is the cause for the destruction will be the greatest sinner. We know the other people are doing that, but they're ignorant people. We are not ignorant people. Therefore, we shall not engage in the same sinful act. Kulakshaye pranasyanti kula dharmaha sanatanaha. This eternal dharma of a family. Eternal means because it came from generations from generations. My parents did what, what they were taught from their parents. Their parents did what they were taught from their parents. That lineage is continuing. And I have a responsibility to pass it on to my next generation. That's called eternal kula dharma. That in our family we only do things this way. Dharme naste kulam krishnam dharmo abhibhavyatut. And if dharma is destroyed, then the entire order in the society will be done. Krishnam, entire, the whole society, the dharma of the whole society will be destroyed. As we have seen in our culture, there is dharma for everything. That which makes you what you are is your dharma. So I as an individual has a dharma. I as a member of my family has my own dharma. That I can only act this way. I as a part of the society has dharma. As a part of the civilized society, how I act and behave. And the society has its own dharma. So all these dharmas which are dependent on an individual... And in this case, individual family, Arjuna says, they will be all destroyed. The whole society will be in disarray because there is no order. There is no order in the family, therefore there will not be order in the community. And there is no order in the community, there will be order in the society. And we will be the guilty parties that we started this war and all this happened. So, Adharma bhi bhavat krishna pradishyanti kulastriyaha. And he is trying to demonstrate how this dharma will now be destroyed. Why war will destroy dharma in the society. Now, none of these arguments is invalid. The arguments he is making are all valid arguments because we have seen after wars. This does happen. And they may have seen that too. However, at the time, the only remedy was the war. Sometimes the disease is so acute you have to take the side effects with it. But it is more important to kill the disease because by fear of the side effects you don't take the medication then the disease will kill you. So here it was very important to cure the disease but Arjuna is now more focused on the side effects. So he is now explaining to Krishna saying, A dharma bhi bhavat krishna pradishanti kulastriyaha because now the society has no order, it will corrupt the women in this society. Now, obviously, we all get very upset when it comes to this type of statement in our scriptures. But remember one thing. The context of the statement is society at that time, not the society today. Society today has given enough opportunities for women to be independent. They can function independently. You don't really need a man to support you. Just two generations ago, that was not really possible. You remember 
at least I remember, because I'm old enough to remember my older generation, which was relatively living a similar life. So when a daughter is given away, they used to give us three dhan. Eventually it became a dowry. Well, not really a dowry in the olden society. It was given as a security wealth to the woman. So if something happens to her husband, she will be protected. She will have means to support herself. There was called stridhan. In the marriage, the parents of the bride will give it to the bride as a gift. And that is supposed to be very sacred, that you will not touch that. You will not waste that stridhan. The husband will have no right to use this stridhan. There was security for that woman because there was no other means for her to support herself. So now you can regress it back to 3,500 years ago when society was completely different, where the division of labor was clearly defined between men and women. So obviously we know our society had evolved from hunter-gatherer society. In hunter-gatherer society, there was very clear Division of labor, men will go out and hunt and bring food. Women will stay in the caves and take care of children. Obviously, you couldn't reverse that in that society. And that was basically a model continued in a society where men went out and worked in the world outside to generate wealth, and women took care of the family. Now, if the man is out, the one part of that unit which was responsible to support the family, is gone. And if the woman does not have any means to do that, then obviously there will be corruption. So that's all Arjuna is making his argument here. Then why it is so important to keep the family unit intact? So in that time society, maybe one person dies in a family, but there was other male in the, in the family who will be there to take care of the widow and her children. But in this war, everybody is here. Arjuna says, I see everybody is participating in this war, and there will be a colossal damage to the society's family units. And therefore, I think there will be corruption in the society. The women will be corrupted. Now, you can also think from Arjuna's point of view, because in that time, the society was very well structured as, as a scholarly class and a ruling class and a fighting class and the merchant class and the service class. The people who are standing in front of him belong to only one class. They all belong to Kshatriyas. There were no Brahmins other than Dronacharya and Krupacharya. But no, the entire Brahmin community was there to fight. No entire Vaishya community was there to fight. No entire Shudra community was there. So the people who are going to get slaughtered here, they're all going to be Kshatriyas. They won't be, society will be devoid of Kshatriyas. And if that happens, he said, that this whole order in the society, society is well balanced by making people do what they do best. The people who are scholarly, let them do their stuff. The people who are very rajasic and have their tendency, let them take care of the society's protection and the order. 
and then people who are good at creating wealth, let them do their stuff. But if the one class is removed out of this society, the society just cannot function. It's a four-legged stool. You take the one leg out, stool cannot stand on its own. And therefore, he said, if family unit is destroyed, in, in this context, kshatriyas, families, then this society will be corrupted. Trisu drishtas vasneya jayate varnasankaraha. And if the women are corrupted, the society will have intermixing of these values. In other words, people who are not capable of doing something will be in charge of doing something. I remember in my profession, I have asked people when the British left India in 1947, how did the architectural offices work in government? Because all the architects in the government offices were basically the British architects. Our people were maybe some draftsmen or tracers. What happened overnight, they were kicked out of the country. And he said the tracers and drafters became the architects. Because there was no other choice. Till we create new architects, well, you are the architect. Because there's a vacuum, you have to fill that vacuum with something, whether it's right or wrong. So his argument is there will be vacuum in the society for the people who the kshatriya qualities. And therefore, there will be intermixing of caste. Now, the word here is varna, chatu varnam maya srishta, guna karma vibhaga, so we will learn. That varnas are the natural divisions in society, of any society, based on people's qualities. Jati is a social order where a people of the same type can act together as a community. So his argument was, this order which is so well balanced in the society, if there is such a great destruction, then the order will be destroyed. Sankaro narakayaiva kulagnanam kulasyacha patanti pitrohyesam lupta pinda udaka kriyaha. We are seeing how the society was structured at the time and how the order was maintained. So the order was maintained by family was responsible for the education of the next generation. Family was responsible to make sure that the right values are passed on to the next generation. So the values which were carefully built over generations after generations, what is right, what is wrong, will be destroyed if there is nobody to continue that tradition. And they said, Sankaro narakaya kulagnanam kulasyacha. Confusion of caste leads the slayer of the family to hell. So whoever is responsible for that disorder, he will be the guilty party and he will rot in hell. We don't want to be those people, Krishna. Patanti pitrohi esam lupta pinda udaka kriyaha. Here pinda udaka kriya is basically sraddha which we perform our ancestors. Come to think of it, on one hand we believe in reincarnation that every soul will go from one body to the another. And then you continue the cycle. On the other hand, we are worried about the ancestors will be affected if you are not doing sraddha. So obviously, they were not really 
talking about the souls of the ancestors. Because from our own tradition, those ancestors must have taken birth somewhere and they must be doing something completely differently. But it is basically referring to the values and the labor and the efforts the generations have put to build this society. And if we do something which is not appropriate, then we'll be insulting their labor. So performing sraddh is to validating their efforts and making our commitment that we'll continue. What you have passed on, I take responsibility to follow and pass it on to the next generation. That basically is the spirit of sraddha. So say, Patanti pitrohiyesam lupta pindodaka kriyaha. Then there won't be anybody to perform these rites. And therefore, labor and efforts of all the generations will basically go down the drain. Dose yaitehe kulagnana varna sankara karakaihi. Utsyadyanti jati dharmaha kuladharmascha saswataha. It's basically concluding that the entire society will be upside down because the carefully balanced order in the society by let people do what they are doing best and not make them do something other than what they are good at. It will create chaos in the society. Now obviously the implication is that there will be interbreeding among different castes of people and then there will not be any order. But in the spirit of it, it simply says that the order which you maintained by dividing society into four major groups, that will be, be confused. We now know that if a person has the ability to be a good at business, that does not mean that he will be a good administrator. Somebody who is good at something, that doesn't mean he will be good at everything. But we have tendency to think that if there is a vacuum, I'll fill it in and I'll be able to do that. Most people fail if they you know, veer out of their level of expertise. And therefore he said that utsyadanti jati dharmaha kuladharma chasaswataha and this confusion of caste, the eternal religious rights of the caste and the family are destroyed. Swamiji points out here that in our culture, we never talk about culture ever. There is no mention about our culture. All it talks about the dharma and religion. Because religion was interwoven into day-to-day life. Everything was laid down through religion. The values, culture, arts, all that is interwoven. So it was all under the one flag of religion. So even though we are concerned about the social order and culture, but his all this carefully designed system of these rights, who should do it what, at what time, if that is all destroyed, then the whole society will be in chaos. Kula dharma saswataha, the eternal dharma of family in society will be destroyed. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukha Bhagbhavet 
शांति 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 हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओम